0: Here they come, our mighty champions, raise your voices to the anthem, marching
1: like a mighty army. Rexham is the name, Fearless in Devotion, rising
2: to... Christ on all, welcome back. Thank you for downloading and listening to Fearless in Devotion. Uh, the podcast uh, all about Rex and AFC, of course, sponsored by the Fat Boar. Um, my door's back on.
3: You'll be glad to hear. Yeah, Andrew. I was going to ask you about this. Mm. How is your back door, Rhys? And, and it's not a euphemism.
2: No, my back door was blown wide open last week. <laughs> hey, a hey. carry door, on so, film. So I've got a... Um, uh, it's, it's my garden sort of cabin um, got PVC doors that I bought for 40 quid off Facebook, which had lasted well for three years, but um, somehow the wind uh, opened it, took it off the latch, and it flew off. Um, it has been fixed. I needed some new hinges sadly, and that's kind of a bad week, Andrew, to be honest, because we've had a calamitous couple of weeks because the boiler, nylon packed in and then the front water mains in front of my house burst. Um, Are you and...
3: trying to some sort of GoFundMe?
2: <laughs> yeah, please buy me a coffee. Not fearless and devotion, me, because I am a strug city. Uh but no, it's fine. It's all good. It's uh, fans, mate. Exactly. Obviously, no game this week, a short podcast um tonight. This is just a little preview of the big FA Cup game on Monday. Um and if we needed um to be reminded of the magic of the FA Cup, then it was Maidstone today, right, Andrew?
3: I'd say why are you calling me Andrew? That's Have I done something funny. wrong? No, so my, only my mum calls me Andrew. Andy, um, yeah, that's better. Uh, I'd say Maidstone today. Well done to them. Uh, I watched the Brilliant. second half. It's mm. that's the classic cup, though, isn't it? They've, Ipswich are all over them. Hit the post a couple of times in the first that's... half. Maidstone have two chances. Take both of them. <laughs> Keeper has a blinder. There's the yeah. FA Cup in a nutshell. It happened. It's happened for for us a couple of times against Arsenal. More or less exactly the same thing. Yeah. Um, Ipswich. Well, it's not like they weren't trying. Just Maidstone yeah. just had had one of those afternoons. And fair play to the keeper. You need a story in the FA Cup. That yeah. guy's the story. Well done to I, him. I absolutely
2: loved the last 10 minutes when everyone was going down with cramps. As if you needed a, an idea of the gulf. All of the, well, all of the Maidstone players, none of the Ipswich players were. Fair play to them. They played really well. Um, defended their asses off and um yeah buzzing for them hopefully they can get a good draw in the next round um on the pitch in league 2 a very good day for us except for stockport most if not all of the results went our way i think
3: yeah it's one of those afternoons where we've actually strengthened our position by not playing and that doesn't happen that doesn't happen very often um good barrow and and not to get a draw i'm i'm all uh, here for that content um crew lost didn't they I, 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 you want some of those to start dropping down don't you you want that bit of a buffer so I, I think i worked it out that if um we win our two games in hand we're eight points clear of uh, of the sides below us obviously mansfield will still be in and around us because uh we're not that far far from them but um uh, yeah uh Mansfield, um, as you say,
2: losing after, you know, drawing at home against Sutton last week. I mean, they seem to have hit a bit of a wobbly patch, haven't they?
3: Well, everyone's going to do it, mate. We're going to have a spell yeah. where where we lose a few. And what we can't do is throw the baby out with the bathwater like we probably did last weekend. Because, you know, it was crisis stations last weekend. But look at it now. Everything's come back, come back around again. And all you need is one... You know, one good win and a couple of your rivals dropping points and everything looks rosy again. So yeah, it fully I fully expect us to lose two games in in, in a in a row. And after that second game, I will be calling for Phil Parkinson's head, but then I'll probably take twelve hours, uh, get over myself, and uh, I think things will things will be all right again.
2: Good idea. Um, let's talk about quickly transfer news. Uh we signed McNicholas, uh goalie. I think that was always
3: set, wasn't it? We're always going to do yeah. it. It's one of those loans. Yeah, as, as long as he doesn't come here and both his hands fall off and uh, he starts jumping over the ball when it when it gets near him, which we have had keepers at do at do that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Then uh, I think he's always yeah, yeah one on. for the future.
2: And there's some rumours about this evening. What Aaron Collins seems to be a persistent
3: one that's popped up, hasn't it? Do you know anything about him being your sort of neck of the woods? No. Uh all it's I know is he... everyone in South Wales doesn't know each other.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, actually, I know most of them, but not Aaron Collins. Because he moved to Bristol to so say, we don't know when they move away. Ah, okay, right, right.
3: Um but from his highlights reel, he looks pretty tidy. So did Bobby Grant. <laughs> <laughs> Fair comment. Yeah. Everyone can look good from a highlights reel. I reckon <laughs> I look probably half decent in a highlights a real, But you know, uh, I think from reading what, what Rovers fans have been saying on his day, this guy is brilliant. He's like a, just off the front man, more of a maybe a Mullin sort of type player rather than a battering ram uh, centre forward. Um, and he's a confidence player, but when his confidence is, is, is running, he's more or less unplayable. And he's he sort of, I think he's gone backwards this season, but he has been playing League One. Um, so if he comes to us, gets a good start, we could have a player on our hands. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to know if we're going to break our transfer record again. Tim,
2: do you know anything about this Aaron Collins rumour? Welcome, by the way.
1: Um, no, not really. Just that he's being rumoured, and that's really about it. So, if we take a player off Newport, Newport County's hands and go parky. Yeah, that'd be yeah, good. I will be
3: Bristol Rovers, but yeah.
1: Oh, same f***ing area, innit? One of those down there somewhere.
2: They are very so, close together, to be fair. Rough. Let's move on anyway, because we do have a game this weekend. We will be doing a short mini-pod, by the way, after this game, after the Blackburn FA Cup game, unless we get battered, and I don't think we'll bother, will we?
3: No, 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 absolutely. <laughs> we will pretend that game didn't happen, really. Yeah,
2: we'll only do it if we if we can gloat. Um, but uh, we do have a Blackburn Rovers-related guest for
3: you today. We hope, uh, we hope. We hope. This is coming from across the pond. So again, like if we lose at Blackburn, if this guy doesn't show up, we'll just pretend it never happened. Yeah, exactly. It's
2: not Matt Derbyshire. Um, we'd love to have Matt on, by the way, if anyone knows him. Ben, if you know mm-hmm. Matt Derbyshire, drop us a line because um, we love him. But yeah, let's talk about Blackburn quickly. More tickets went on sale, didn't they? So um, that would be a big away following.
3: You're both going, right? Tim, do you reckon that's the biggest away following since when?
1: Um, I kind of want to say Stoke in the FA Cup. I think that was about six. Yeah. Um... I'm sure we had seven at, at Birmingham in 1997, but that fluctuated a bit. Old Trafford, we had a lot, same year. Um But in recent times, definitely a healthy healthy man. But I think Stoke was, was that 2014, I want to say?
3: 15, I think. Yeah. Freezing. I, I can't remember it was
1: freezing. Yeah, it was, it was Wilkin, wasn't it? We had that big, big away stand, not dissimilar to Blackburn's away stand, I suppose. So... Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, I I don't know what the extra ticketing was because they just they never really specified it. Rumours are it was about five hundred, um, but I imagine Blackburn just said, "Yeah, we'll give you a few more tickets. Just please don't tell everybody how many you're getting because you're already embarrassing us as it is." So, but either way, you're going to be looking at probably 16,000. So good crowd, um, yeah, vociferous a very loud away in that so it's gonna it's gonna pop when we score which we will
2: should be quite the occasion uh Andy I mean what what fourth round is a decent return and obviously they're a championship side so they'll be coming into it as big favorites regardless of form um yeah. I mean what, what would you hope for just a bit like Coventry and even Sheffield United away last year just give a good account of ourselves and, and get a goal
3: I'm, I'm happy with a glorious defeat. I want us to either win or or, or go out. I'm, I don't really... Yeah, I mean, a draw just... No, oh, get, them, get them back at the race course. One. Uh,
2: maybe better but than not, a loss.
3: not for that one. Logistically. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, 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 I mean, you go away and you lose to Blackburn. It's not the end of the world. I do have a sneaky... Like Tim, I've got a sneaky feeling we could pull something off here. I think Blackburn are very much a confidence team. Uh, I think they've got like one win in ten. They've only got two fit centre backs at the moment. It just screams upset to me, and it's horrible for me to say that because I don't really like to to big ourselves up. But I think on something like this, let's let's have a bit of confidence about it. I mean, why why, why shouldn't we? I think the likes of Dolby will come in. I think Mullen will play. I think it will be a first choice team after that. Um, I'd like Max to have a good game. Uh, I think Arthur will step up to the occasion. Uh, there's a question back on about who's going to play right wing back for me, but. You know, I think the part apart from that, the team's really going to pick itself. It's going to be the strongest team we have available with the extra mobility of, of Dolby up front. I'd say, anyway,
2: buzzing for it should be a good game and it's on TV. Um, so that's always exciting.
3: Um, yeah, Wrexham and on you, TV that never happens. And
2: uh, <laughs> you've got some intel as well. What, what can you tell us about the who we come up against? There's a Wrexham born player at Blackburn, yeah, isn't there?
3: Jack Vale, I think he's been given a new deal, but I think he's mostly going to be a bit part player. You, you would sort of think that maybe FA Cup fourth round at home against lower opposition, maybe they might give him a try. Always, I think those sort of higher teams always like to mix in a first mm. 11 with a couple of with people coming through, people on the fringes. Um, I think the main guy is a guy called Sam Smodics, who even though he sounds foreign, is from Colchester. Uh, but He's 28. He's an attacking mid. He's got 16 goals this season. He sort of plays in the pocket. He breaks the lines quite deep, quite, quite late. You know, the sort of arriving in the box sort of midfielder. So um, I think he's your sort of main danger area uh, there. But um, as I said, they are only won one in 10.
2: Yeah,
1: We've got a chance here. Come on, Tim. We've got a chance, haven't we? Yeah, we've got a chance, but I don't know. Just part of me thinks that... Lightning's not going to strike twice in as many years. As much as I, I, I do think we've got a really good chance because it keeps coming back to the whole thing is we just don't lose successive games. We just don't do it. So by that logic, I'm not expecting us to to lose on Monday. So I take a draw probably um, if I'm honest, because I, th- I think I think both teams have got a point to prove. They're on the slide. They're kind of treading water. Their fan base is split. They're not a fan of their owners. Um, and John Dale Tomlinson is doing reasonably decent job with with the sort of cards he's got, really. So, um, but the Wrexham are going to come out flying because it's a free hit, and they played so poorly last last week that they're going to want to show that that was one that they've put to the back of their minds, really. So, I think it will be. I think it will be entertaining. I think there'll be plenty of goals in it. Um, and I, I, I want us to. I do want us to because I, I I've got this nagging feeling we're either going to draw Spurs or Maidstone. It's going to be one or the <laughs> other.
3: I'll take Ebo. John Curtis. John started at Manchester United, played uh, a few seasons at Blackburn, had a good career in the game. Came to us probably around about the back end of his career. He was a signing uh, by Dean Saunders. Played a played a handful of games at the end of the season, uh, and then went back in, into the league. So we wanted to talk to John just because he can tell us a bit about the cup, but also he can. Um, he can sort of say what it's like to play for Blackburn and, to a lesser extent, what it's like to play for for Wrexham. Firstly, John, can I ask, where where are you at the moment? I'm
0: in Charleston, South Carolina. This is where I, I live now. So it's uh, nice and warm over here. I'm looking at palm trees in the out uh, <laughs> my uh, apartment window. So, uh, yeah, it's a, a bit different to uh, the northwest of England and North Wales, let me tell you.
3: Yeah, I mean, I've got the heating on, and I very rarely <laughs> put the heating on, but tonight I'm making an exception. John, let's go back to the start. Uh, coming through United at, at Fergie, uh, with under the likes of Fergie, you were around the club when they won the treble. Well, uh, did you uh, w- when they won the FA Cup? Were you in the squad at all?
0: yeah i was um you know throughout that time basically from really kind of um 97 98 99 i was in and around the first team all the time always you know i, I, I you know i look back at it now i think how amazing it was but i always missed out on being on the bench in the premier league because there was only five subs but i was always on the bench in the champions league because there were seven subs back then right yeah, um yeah. so you know, I actually bought my first house with Champions League bonuses <laughs> that we got from uh, from from those Champions Champions League's campaigns back in the day. Yeah, so I was there. Listen, I was there, there and about. You know, I like to think that I had a, a front row seat on everything that was going on. It was fantastic.
3: Yeah, we're talking a lot about the FA Cup in, in, in this in this episode. I mean, what sort of? <sighs> How how much does the FA Cup mean to you and how much does it mean to sort of players coming through up at that time? I know it's sort of diminished a little bit now, but back then it was still it was still the premier sort of competition, really, wasn't it? Oh,
0: I see. Listen, it's got so much history, hasn't it? It's a fantastic competition. I was lucky enough to play in a FA Cup semi-final at Old Trafford um for Sheffield United against Arsenal. Um and it's just a an amazing, amazing competition. Um and like you say, maybe it's been Somewhat diminished. But, you know, even if you think about the League Cup, the, the, the Premier League teams and even the, the top championship teams, you know, they need to focus on the league. Um So you can understand them playing squad players or, or rotating the squads a little bit in, in cup competitions. And that has taken away a little bit from the, from the FA Cup. But I, I think as soon as you start getting into the latter stages, they, they take it very seriously because it's a, a competition worth winning
3: yeah I mean you, you can always tell even the league club which, which is some sort of you know it's it's not really seen as the premier one, but by the end of it, the final always seems to be two or two of the top six really, doesn't it? It's, it's quite hard still for, for for lower clubs to sneak in, in into that. Um, John, can I take you back to your Blackburn days? So Graham soon signed you, you were ever present in your first season. I Think in the FA Cup that year didn't you go out to Arsenal? Uh, but can we just say thanks for beating beating Chester? Because I'm pretty sure you beat Chester in <laughs> in the run up for that, didn't you?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think we got beat away at Highbury as it was then in the in the cup, um, if I remember rightly. So um, as a as a newly promoted team, obviously the focus is get promoted and and, and stay in there, stay in the division. Um, and we were, you know, we were lucky enough to do that. We we really had a, a pretty decent squad. The the kind of the bones of it was from the the um the squad that had been relegated a, a few years ago and only only really played in the championship for two or three years i believe before it got promoted again so um you know it was it was it was a pretty decent group of players but um yeah i, I we actually won the league cup with blackburn but i as playing for blackburn i don't recall ever getting too far in the fa cup um i think we always uh, you know uh, got beat pretty early
3: I'm just looking through that squad now. So yeah. David Dunn, Duff, Makateer, Matt Jansen who of course played for us for, for a little bit as well. Wow, that was that was that was some team. That was probably the last the last sort of good really good Blackburn team before they before they've had a, quite a bit of trouble,
0: really, isn't it? Do you do
3: you sort of keep up with what's happening there now?
0: Oh hundred percent. Listen, I'm I um you know I, I keep an eye on all the teams, you know it's and it's you know even Wrexham, I was only there for a short period of time but Obviously, got really high profile with what what's been going on over the last few years, particularly over in in America. But I always keep an eye on you know I want all my kind of former teams to do well. Um, I had a, I had a lot of clubs, so I'm busy keeping up with everybody. And uh, to see Wrexham flying, you know, towards the top of the league is um, is great. You know, Blackburn obviously different story. They've had a bit of a bad run, but the championship's so tight. You know, two or three wins are on the bounce, and they're um, they'll be uh, they'll be back up. You know, pushing towards playoffs, hopefully.
3: Yeah, I mean, just looking at their form, it's not great at the moment. One in and nine. No. What, what, what's it like playing at Ewood Park? Is it is it the sort of place that the crowd can turn on you if things aren't going well, or is it largely supportive?
0: Um, no. I, listen, I I always found it great, but if you think about when I was playing for Blackburn, the the club were doing really well. Yeah. Um. So you know, now gates are down a little bit. But I think that the group of supporters, the core group of supporters that they have, that have there, you know, the the, the ten or twelve thousand that they that they get regularly, the hardcore, I think, are really supportive. They, you know, that they're, they're proper football fans, knowledgeable. You know, they've seen the club win the Premier League, they've seen the win the the, the League Cup. When I was there, yeah. um, so they so they know success, but you know, but they understand it's, you know, it's it's a it's a tough tough competition you know both the, the cup competitions and, the, and that championship is ridiculously tough it's a bit like the, um, the conference as it was when I was playing for Wrexham it's it takes you know it's so hard to get out of that division people don't realise
3: no, I know it was quite tough. We might, we'll, we'll probably get back to that in, in in a second. But can I first just sort of take you back to when you signed for us? Now, Dean Saunders signed you. Um, there's yeah. usually a crazy story in how Dean signs someone. It usually involves a motorway service station him <laughs> moving salt and pepper jakers around. Uh I mean yeah. you, was it was it straightforward for you or did you were there some
0: clandestine no. sort of <laughs> 2 a.m. meeting? <laughs> yeah, no, it was brilliant. It, it's funny, I actually saw Dino um I think it, was, it would have been back in 23 when I was when I was home last. I saw him at um crew train station. I think he had got his driving ban, hadn't he? So he was getting on the train down to talk Sport to do his, uh, about to do his
3: usual stuff.
0: But anyway, so I was sat next to him on the train for a few stops. Um but no, what happened was I um, after i left qpr I, I basically got injured um and i got injured quite badly with a with a, a long term groin injury and i was out of contract um and a, and a friend of mine was the um, um Charlie McParland is that was the the coach at um, notts county at the time the manager at notts county and he let me do my rehab at notts county so i, I was basically rehabbed for for almost that whole season um right. notts county didn't have a reserve team so I couldn't play any um game towards the end of your rehab when you need to play you need to start playing games again. There wasn't anywhere to play games. So I rang my mate at the time, um, Richard Dryden, who had, who was manager of Worcester City, in, I think they were in the conference south. And I said, Rich, can I come and play a couple of games? I need to, I'm getting fit again. I need some some match practice. Um so I played a game for um Worcester City, and um kind of like the non-league paper got hold of it. And uh, they ran a story, X-Man United play, now playing for Worcester City, you know, how the mighty have fallen kind of thing. <laughs> then, then Dino gives me a, uh, he rings me off, says, Kurt, hey, C, what are you doing playing for bloody Worcester City? Come and play for me. I need a right back. Come, come and play for us. So I uh, I said, yeah, no worries. So I um, signed and then played, I think it was about the last 10 games, eight, 10 games of, of that season um, in the conference, you know, trying to get us promoted but it was but it was tough you know because i think you look at the conference or, or the national league now and there's some some big clubs in it i think when wrexham when i was playing with wrexham in that league i think we were kind of regarded as the almost the biggest club in that league so it was it yeah. was like a cup final every weekend um which was which made it doubly hard um so but um yeah sounds like that sounds like, really, that sounds really, really, like
2: what really it tough. is now everyone hates us so we know everyone's cup <laughs> final again <laughs> but for very different reasons
3: now. There you go, exactly. John, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Sorry, I'm gonna have to do this. So there's towards the back end um, of that season, we lost to Oxford, which is fine. I'm happy to lose to Oxford, Altrincham, Kettering, and fleet in quick succession. Oh, How oh. much of a culture shock is is that for for you? You know, you you you've been oh. buying houses from Champions League bonuses, and now you're losing to exactly.
0: To I can I can remember playing down there. I think one game we played in, it was absolutely sleeting sideways, you know, on a Tuesday night or something like that in March or something like that. And I I was just thinking, wow, how tough it... You know what it took me back to? It took me back to playing for United, playing for for the A team, playing for the reserve team. You know, when you're playing the likes of Marine and people like that, Um it it really took me back because people don't realize you know people just think they see all the glory of of playing for Man United but but in reality the hard work and the graft is there behind the scenes and and you don't get anywhere without being able to to be able to do that Um so it's you know it's have I I'd kind of been there and done it I had no. Uh, when you when you come through that system, you don't have any airs or graces. You know, it's uh, you know what it takes to get there. So I had the uh, I had the right kind of education.
3: Yeah. I'm I'm just gonna throw some names from that squad. What was the likes of Jefferson Louie like? And do you remember a player called Aurel Kaline, who I think actually went and made we it came back? Quite...
0: We had a very good career over here in the MLS. Yeah, I are saying Andy,
3: I'm not I'm not letting you get
2: away with pronouncing Aurelia Aurel. <laughs> Jesus wept.
0: Yeah. No, he did oh, really, really well. Yep. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, I saw him <laughs> over here. Like that, that was a good squad of players. You know, it was it was some some decent players in that group. Um, and you think about um what's his name, the, the young left back who went to play on for Swansea and Wales. Yeah, Neil yeah. Taylor, of course. Yeah, you know, fantastic. Um it was some real quality in there, but the, yeah, you know, that just goes to show you how tough that, that division is to get out of. It, I, it is really, really tough. You know, you put League One, League Two teams into um, the National League or the Conference, as it was back then, they would struggle to get out of that division. That's yeah. that's how tough it is. It's um, and you and and you can see it now. You know, you see Wrexham towards the, I think second, Knotts um, County up there as well. Um, the teams that that do get promoted and into League Two, then some of the top teams in that division, you know, straight straight off the bat. So um, you know, it's, it it speaks a lot to uh, to that point. Yeah, uh, you know, it's good
3: you're there to help help the likes of Neil Taylor through. I'm sure he was glad of your help, even if you weren't there for, for for that long. I mean, can I just have a word about Jefferson Louis because he's he's got a bit of a cult status on on this. So what was he like? Was he? Well, um, oh, how can I put this? He was uh, he, he was a one off, wasn't he? <laughs> yes,
0: a character, but but. The the thing is, you know, I and this is this is me. The people say, you know, I play golf a lot these days, but I had more clubs than Jack Nicklaus. So, right. you know, I, I saw saw a lot of players. So, um, it it was kind of water off a duck's back to to me at that point in my career. Um, I'd kind of been and, and seen it all by that point. I think I played in in every division in the. In the country. So um but yeah, you know, uh Mercurial might be the word to describe him. <laughs>
3: um, let's move across to what you're doing now. Uh you're coaching out in the US. How big is football becoming out there?
0: Yeah, growing. Um it's still a long way behind. Um it's you know, culturally American football, basketball, uh, and and baseball still still dominate. Um, but but soccer, as they say, is um is you know is growing it's it's become a lot more popular with with the um concussion problems that american football has oh, right. had so i think a, a lot of um families and parents would much rather their kids participate in, in proper football than american football so that's seen a, um you know a, a, a kind of shift um but it's the same everywhere in in the kind of a western world that Participation in sports, I think, is is declining. I, I don't, I don't think it's um, the kids are not playing in the street. I don't think they really ever have here, um, and it's and you know that's becoming less and less in um, in England certainly, and, and even in places like Brazil where you know where you think they're, they're playing street football all the time. Yeah, but it's just becoming less and less and less everywhere. There's so many things. There's so many things to do. So many computer games to play. Mm. Um, but it's a, but it's you know youth. Football over here is big. Yeah, it's very big. It's always been very big on the girl side. Um, but I think now it, it's grown a lot. The the NBC, who um, have the rights to the, the Premier League, do a fantastic job of um, kind of promoting the Premier League in the U.S. And it's it, that's got a bit of a cult following over here now. Saturday and Sunday mornings, the coverage is fantastic. You know, far, I can watch every Premier League game. Um on a weekend no problem sit there from 7:30 in the morning till till 2 or whatever and, I, and I've basically watched all of them they're all they're all on live so I can choose who who I watch so it's a little bit different to to at home um which is nice and even the even the championship games now we get to see obviously all the fa cup games are uh are live There's games on right now so it's um it, it's it's good from that standpoint, and the Premier League isn't the only league. You know, there's lots of La Liga coverage. There's lots of um, you know Mex- Mexican and South American football, Bundesliga. Um, there's so many immigrants, aren't there, in the states who have kind yeah. of allegiances with with different countries all around the world, and uh, you know it's it's big, but it it's still you know it's playoffs for American football this weekend, and it you know it pales into insignificance when when you talk about NFL.
3: Yeah. I mean, you say you can watch Championship. Can you watch Wrexham? How big are we out there? Um, how what, what has this Rob and Ryan story really cut through? Do you think?
0: Yeah, I, I think the the, the the Netflix series has, um, has has done wonders for kind of the profile. Um, you know what? I think it's that I've seen. I mean, speaking to my mates when I'm, I play golf with or whatever, they all have this intrigue about buying a club. It, I think what it spikes more than anything, rather than watching Wrexham, it's actually kind of like. Buying a club, you know, people people with money want to buy a club, and all these there's so many American billionaires buying clubs now. Um, But if you think about it, you know, it's it's not that pricey to buy a non-league club. So, and there's a lot of wealthy people in America who who could actually do it. Um, They know nothing about football, absolutely nothing at all, but just I think they like the, the kind of romance of it all. Um, so like it's definitely, nothing about definitely. Football.
3: I've never stopped an owner before, John. You you know that,
0: hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Even some of the British guys.
1: Kind of everybody's aware of the kind of rag to riches story of Jack Walker at Blackburn. Obviously, been in the Premier League back in the day. Is there any? Do you see any similarities between that and what Wrexham could conceivably
0: achieve in future? Oh, listen, the the, the pathway, and that's that's the the beauty of kind of sports in the rest of the world rather than in America. This is the problem with, with it over here. The, the the kind of model of the league is such that it's it's a franchise and you can't get relegated. You can't get promoted. Um, there's no limits in the UK or in the rest of the world in terms of in terms of what you can achieve. Um, the limitations that there are obviously you see it in the Premier League now with the financial fair play. There there are rules and regulations that owners have to adhere to um but You know, if you have the financial backing, if you have the will, if you're prepared to to throw money at it, like Jack Walker did back in the day with Blackburn, then you can absolutely build success. And I think what, um, and you still see it today with Blackburn, although they're underperforming where they are as a club, that what I think what Jack Walker did, he built a sustainable model for the club, and I think that's really going to be really important for Wrexham. It can't be. You know those guys are not going to be there forever. You know they, right now it's brilliant. They're riding the crest of a wave, and but ultimately something's going to happen where they're where they're not there. Thankfully, they're young guys and look healthy guys. You know Jack was um, was was a lot older when um, when he when he got involved with with Blackburn, or well, certainly when Blackburn won the league. You know he was probably one well into his seventies then. So um, yeah, I, I think building a sustainable model is going to be absolutely key investment in the training ground investment like we're seeing now in, in the stadium um, modernizing the stadium, making sure that the, the commercial element is there within the stadium. Like I'm bringing 30 people over to England next month. Um, you know, If, if I called the club and said, you know, we want, we want to bring 30 Americans over that they, they would probably sell out the club shop in jerseys. And, you know, that's, that's the way they are. And the club has the potential to to kind of attract that type of audience now, so rather than go and watch, you know, Man City versus Chelsea, we might come and watch Wrexham versus Notts County, you know. And and from an American standpoint, watching it, they would they may get as excited, you know. Um, it's it there's a, there's a lot of um, lot of upside if it's done properly.
1: That brings us ne- neatly onto uh, your prediction. No fence sitting, please. One or the other.
0: <laughs> well, listen. It you've got you've got Wrexham flying high in League Two. You've got Blackburn in poor form in the Championship. Um, it's um, it's going to be a tight one. I think that that Blackburn have probably a little bit too much quality. Um, so I would I would predict two nil to Blackburn.
3: John. Okay. We'll let you get back to your idyllic lifestyle, looking at the uh, <laughs> palm trees, balcony, and at, at the heat of South Carolina. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, and uh, do you want to just quickly say say the company you've got over there, just in case there's any um, any American listeners who who might need your services?
0: Yeah, sure. No, it, we run a an organisation called NCE Soccer, the National Centre of Excellence. Um, and it's it's about providing pathways and opportunities for talented players. The system here is totally kind of broken. So um, having having a legitimate kind of pathway and, and something an organisation actually looks after the best interests of the player rather than the club or the team, I think is uh, is very unique. And that's what we try and do and push the kids on. And there's a lot of opportunities for them.
3: John, thank you so much for your time. Enjoy the rest of the day. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Bye. Cheers, bye. Well, best. Bye, bye.
2: Okay. That was John Curtis. Thank you very much to John for his time. What an interesting guest, um, Tim.
1: He's now turned into a dog. If you're watching this on YouTube, I <laughs> you don't know what, don't know what's happened there. But it's, um, it's, it's an unexpected and it's it's like it's, if, that, if that's his avatar then something's gone wrong anyway oh
2: that's
1: buckled i was, I was, I, was I was actually gonna make a fun joke which ties in with a dog just before that so that's kind of spooky i was gonna say because he didn't show us his camera i reckon he was talking to us from a high-rise flat and barking and then the dog <laughs> came on, can you believe it um yeah it was good do you know what his full name is
3: uh, are you going to say something, John Jeremiah? Something oldie worldy? Is it?
1: It's quite mad. It's John Charles. Well, I can take that if you if you, yeah, if you fine, know you yeah, watch yeah. football. John Charles Keyworth Curtis. How bizarre! Keyworth. We should have asked him about that. Yeah, get yeah, John Charles. <laughs> yeah, get, woof woof, getting back on. Um, yeah, uh, right, come on. let's yeah. wet right, it, let's r- we'll let's, let's wrap cup. this up.
2: Yeah, F- yeah. yeah, FA Cup, Andy. Um obviously we've got a proud history in the cup. I mean, for, for those of us we I know we got some new listeners to the podcast over the last six months. I mean, talk us very briefly about Rasmus's history in the cup, Andy. Uh
3: I think um history started in the 70s just because that's when everyone started to write about it. There was probably loads before, but you know, that's that's a long time ago. 70s, we did we did got the quarterfinals a couple of times. Tim, help me out here. Uh he's put me on the spot. Um
1: yeah, I, I think I mean, I'm 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 going off my own thing, but obviously under Brian Flynn, it became synonymous. We all know yeah, that yeah. it was it was it was Arsenal, um, it was Birmingham, it was that that particular cup run to the to the quarterfinals that year, and then it just become that thing. we were just we were just good in the FA Cup, whether it was whether it was Arsenal, whether it was Ipswich, whether it was Middlesbrough. We we just seemed to have like a decent yeah. cup pedig- pedigree, which back then. For the most part, was a welcome distraction. Yeah, you know, it was like it was like a a a, a, a nice bit of respite from the league, which probably wasn't great. So yeah. you know, now we're in we're in sort of dreamland days where we're we're having some good times in the league and we're just having just the you know to, the freedom to do what we like in the cup competition. So mm. I I love it. I love the FA Cup. Love yeah. it.
3: What was love your favorite it. game? Come on, let's let's let's. Let's
1: lay it out there. I was thinking about this before, and I've kind of got a couple. And the reason I say it because one was a defeat, um, which was when we lost five 2 at Old Trafford, um, yeah. Man United. And the reason it's like, why? Why is that? Why is that one of your favourite games? It's because of the spectacle, the occasion. I think it was like four days after Cantona got sent off with a kung fu kick at Crystal Palace, yeah. so that added to the narrative surrounding the game. We took, I want to say, eight 9,000, so similar to Monday. Um, took over the place. We were wearing that spectacular gold and black kit. What a kit. Kieran, Kieran Durkin goes and sticks it through Michael's legs and early doors, sticks Can I just say,
3: out. I don't know if I've said this before on the podcast, but that's the best seven minutes of my life. It um, was wild. Yeah, was, yeah was, when we was, were 1-0 at head at Old Trafford, Fortress Old Trafford. No, yeah. there was only two teams that scored two goals at Old Trafford that season, and we were one of them. Um yeah. it's the best seven minutes of my life. I had my left shoe off for some reason and I thought it was good luck, so I left it off for the rest of the game. Uh, my was, my yeah. left foot was was freezing.
1: Uh, <laughs> this is this is what it was just, it was just it was just good because F- Ferguson showed in the greatest respect. Him and Flyn on really well anyway, but he showed us such a good strong team and it showed and Jonathan Cross got a deflected goal towards the end, which flew past Michael. I love that one just because it was like, Yeah, we're here. We've earned this. We've earned this moment, and we and despite this, the scoreline, it was still great. And they they did they did the whole thing at the end, but they all came over and bowed the, the whole Wayne's will we're not worthy" thing, which is really good. Probably my favourite one was probably so that
2: wasn't your favourite. You just spent three months
1: no, talking about it. I said I said I had two. If you'd listened, right? Okay. I, said I had two, and I said one was a defeat, but then the other one was a toss-up. eight, either between Coventry, because it was great last year, or yeah. probably. Probably Birmingham. I loved the Birmingham one. It was so good. Um, just everything about it, the kit, the team we played, you know, like had Steve Bruce, Anders, Limpar, all these all these decent players. Gary Ablett playing for Birmingham. And we just took over the place and won really, really convincingly. It was it was just brilliant. Love that. That was that was that was a special moment in a special run. You know, going to get into the quarterfinals of the FA Cup. Um, for the league we are in, is is insane. I'd love to know what teams have done it since. There's probably a few, but I can't I can't think who they'd be. Um, I just want to quickly say
3: mine. Mine was Brentford away. Um, 2013. Oh, yes. I just think that was when I was most connected to the club because we had a great team and we were fans owned, and I was yeah. just so willing us to do to do well. I liked yeah. the squad. I liked the manager. I liked what we were trying to do. Um, I just felt it just so felt so close to me at that point, and I just think it was such a great atmosphere. We were in the bottom tier of the uh, two-tiered away end. The the noise was fantastic. I was with people I'd not seen for a bit, like Scottish Pete. He he loved it. He said he'd best atmosphere he has ever been in. It was a great goal to win it. I don't remember anything about the match. I know we it was it was all I remember is the same as you. The noise was unbelievable there. Unbelievable goal with Jamie
2: Tolly, yeah. and then we spent about 70 minutes where defended. it seemed to be that nothing happened other than we defended. I don't think we I, even I, came close to a chance, and it just was just seven and it was all towards us in the second half. Um I,
1: had a, I, I had a run-in with a with a Brentford um wannabe football hooligan um in the build up to that match because you obviously the old Brentford's ground, Griffin Park wasn't there a pub on every, each corner. Yeah. So we yeah. did all the yeah. pubs. And we just took the piss. We put like Chaz and Dave on the jukebox and we just go and reb it, reb it and just done all this sort of crap. Just just generally taking the piss. Oh, I feel oh, like right. punching you. I'm a we're, Cockney. Yeah, we're the Cockney Boozer. Let's do it. And then some lad took a proper umbrage to it. Um, uh, he, swapped, he swapped numbers with one of my mates. He goes, right, phone me after the game and we'll square it up after, after the match. And like, I don't know. I think my mate must have given my number as well because he kept on phoning me after the game. I was like, who's this? And he's like, oh, we've got, we got a score to settle. I was like... Fuck off, mate. We just, we just beat your team. I'm going back home to on. To <laughs> so it's just a weird, weird thing beforehand. But yeah, mm. what, what a goal that was. That was a goal. It was Trolley, wasn't it? It was.
2: Uh, absolute yeah. pile driver of a half volley.
3: Beautiful. All right. Um, Is that your favourite? Right. I know we're, we're getting to the end now. Is that your favourite goal?
2: It, it my favourite FA Cup game? Possibly. I'll I tell you what, I'll go different because you picked that one. I'll actually say the Brighton home game. Well, I know we lost on penalties, but yeah. again, I same as you, Andy, I loved that team, um, absolutely loved them. Obviously, we've had half of them on, the, on the podcast; they're just heroes of ours, and we were just the better side so comfortably. So obviously, it's stunning that we lost yeah, on penalties, right. but we should have won. Yeah. We dominated, and it was just the race course was absolutely rocking; it was full, um, and yeah, brilliant, brilliant
3: match, and yeah, loved it. Let's repeat it Monday, right? Should we do predictions? Yes. Uh, Tim, do you want to go first, mate?
1: Uh, I reckon we will win two one.
3: Oh, I was going to go with that. Ooh, right. You okay. still can. No, I can't be the same as you. Um, no. Problem. I think you go. You
2: go third, Andy, because I'm going to be negative. I think we're going to lose three uh. one
3: you go last 3-1 three, three, yeah okay I think we're going to give it a bloody good go I think there will be goals um, I think oh you know what we're going to win
1: 3-2 yes come on let's go <laughs> Reese has just morphed into, into Liam Roberts <laughs> get in get in there get uh, in go on Liam good, good lad
2: is um, right um, thanks everyone for listening we'll be back on Tuesday if we win if we lose we won't be asked yeah. we'll uh, if that's happen. the case yeah. <laughs> if that's the case, see you next week. Thanks for
1: listening. Goodbye. See you. Up to seven and a half thousand reds. Come on, get in there. See you.